175th official episode we talk comics that's right 175 of course we're way past that we're well way past 200 when we include our specials so we're not going to make a big deal out of 175 hell i don't think we'll make a big deal out of anything unless it's a big deal what do you guys think isn't it I, everything's a big deal when you're this age everything's a big deal <laughs> making it to the next <laughs> episode is a big deal like wow i can't believe that happened i so stayed I up have... tonight past eight o'clock i'm proud of myself <laughs> i have the crown prince of charisma mo this is brett the brett mr brett podcast Gotta give you the right name. <laughs> That's right. And uh, he is the co-host with me. And, of course, the man with no nickname, Chris. Uh, actually, didn't we have a, a no, new name for him last week, Brett? Chris Bestie. Chris Bestie. Chris Bestie. That's it. Chris Bestie. He is whatever Chris Bestie. The, whatever the hell happened to Habib. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that one. Uh, that well, I don't know. He's not allowed in America stick, anymore. I guess. <laughs> yeah. it, doesn't, like... it doesn't roll off the tongue, you know? <laughs> So this is a few of our favorite things that we're going to be talking about. These are a few of my favorite things. Either one of you want to sing it? No. Uh, Actually, I, I appreciate <laughs> you editing that you're out. <laughs> the reason why is because we're going to be talking about some of our favorite things. It, just, it, it occurred to us after all these episodes that somehow we've never really told you. Like we, oh, you'll know, we'll mention, you know, this is my favorite character, like Captain Marvel, Shazam. Like, you know, that's my favorite character, or I'm a big fan of Gru. But you never explained why, and we never got into some of the favorite teams and favorite female characters and favorite villains, and just kind of broken down why and talked a little bit more in depth about the ones that are our favorites. And just kind of geeked out over these characters that we love because, uh, you know, the, I mean, it's the characters that bring you back to the comics. So that's that's what this episode is about, the uh, Brett. Do you want to give us some, some sort of? Uh, do you want to just throw something out there? Do you want to give us some sort of? Uh, I don't know, some sort of structure. Uh, well, you know, I, I think as we go along, I, overall, I expect that things will kind of coalesce a bit, and we'll wind up finding structure. But I would say let's just start right out with who your favorite overall character is and why. Right. Why don't you open that? Okay. Well. My favorite overall character, I think, right now, which will come to surprise uh, surprise to no one, is the Golden Age Sandman. And the reason why the Golden Age Sandman became my favorite character is, is probably twofold. Number one, he was brought to mind by, of course, the great Sandman Mystery Theater, which, which is an awesome series. And I love... Because I love Wesley Dodds. I love the way that he interacts with everybody. I love the way Guy Davis draws him. And I love Diane. 
Yeah, Diane is one of the greatest, most fully fleshed out female characters in history in that series. You know what I love about Wesley Dodds, though, Brett? Uh, and I, I also love that series. And, and what I love, though, is he's not the, like, he is, a, he's kind of cool because he's smart and he's successful and he's he's charming and he's he's sophisticated. But he's not the cool guy. He's not the super athletic guy. He's not, he doesn't look like a hero. Like when you see Wesley Dobbs, he looks really unassuming. Like, you know what I mean? And he's, he's, he's an everyman in many ways still. And that's to me about, was one of the things about the character that really appeals to me. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is the gas mask and the sleep gun, it's an incredible look. And I love that look. And so that kind of leads me to the second reason is that a very long time ago, I happen to remember, and it kind of pains me to this day, my grandparents had a gar- were having a garage sale, and they had some comic books in there. And boy, do I ever wish that I could go back to those comics, but I seem to remember a Justice League comic with you know, the Golden Age Sandman on the cover, like putting a member of the Justice League to sleep. I can't, I don't think I've ever found it, so maybe it's not a Justice League comic, maybe it's just a society comic, but the point is, I just remember seeing this character at, you know, as I'm so young, and just, it made this mark in my brain, and, you know, now when I see it, it's just like, that look just really speaks to me. Now, can you do all the incarnations of the Sandman? Um, because, I mean, you, the, you have the weird-ass Kirby version. Yeah. The, the, with, the without Kirby's, the mask. Yeah, the Sandman with Sandy, like, that's that's a little bit, uh, that's weird. I'm not, I haven't read those because I'm not, I'm not really looking towards reading those. Yeah, and, I mean, you have the golden mask, which is a cool look, but it's yes. not, yeah, there's well, just so many. And that's the one that I'm speaking of with the with the older comic is that golden mask where it's just it's much thinner and and stuff like that. You know, it's it's not as it's definitely not as cool, but you can see from the time. Whereas, I mean, sure, you know, now when I think about it, that golden age Sandman look, the you know, the Matt Wagner, Steve Siegel, Guy Davis, where it's just like it looks more like a real gas mask everything is more realistic in that regard you know oh, it's... The, the character in, in total like like in the in the sandman misty theater uh but also just in his inception i mean it's it's the most one of the most plausible characters ever created probably oh absolutely and still you know really cool in my opinion yeah it's funny the things that make you it's it's a cover that you don't even remember from a comic book you don't own that sets this thing off in your mind and makes you a favorite it's like that yeah it's and funny then, the things that will like just kind of tug at your uh tug at the back of your brain and, and and you know stand out like that oh yeah and then it was just reinforced chris, by mystery theater yeah exactly how about you chris like what give us a you know a favorite like like what's your favorite character and by the way brett i actually did think you were going to go with a different character i'll tell you oh okay so, um, we'll yeah, no, it's that. interesting, actually. I, and I have a similar a similar memory of remembering a cover and then having just recently tracked down an issue of it. And I'll, I'll just give you this p- piece of advice. Never find that comic book. <laughs> Never <laughs> do it. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, the, the, the weight <laughs> is so much better than when you actually get it in your hand and go, oh, 
Okay. But isn't that always the way? I mean, just every, almost everything that we've done, like this chase is so epic, it's so awesome. And then the second that you finally get it and you're kind of like, okay, well, it's over now. This really actually wasn't as good as uh, as the chase, you know, kind of led me to hope. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, my favorite character of all time is the, the one I return to when comics are bogging me down and I'm like why why do I do this for so many years sometimes when you know when you get a bad run or something like that what I return to and this is really boring is Spider-Man um because he's just such a mix um there are very few incarnations of Spider-Man that aren't funny they're all exciting I have happy childhood memories of Spider-Man um you could throw Batman in that category as well, but the truth be known, I can read bad Spider-Man comics a whole lot easier than I can read bad Batman comics. Oh, I will agree with you wholeheartedly on that one. No doubt. And there is only one uh, one exception in Spider-Man's whole history that um, I, I, I can't even deal with, which is... Uh, which is Burns' relaunch of Spider-Man, and I don't know why. I mean, if I can read Spider, uh, not Spider Island, uh, the Clone, uh, Clone, uh, Clone, what, what is it? Clone Saga. Clone Saga. If yeah. I can read that, I should be able to read any Spider-Man, but I can't deal with the Burns stuff. Yeah, that chapter one. Uh, that was supposed to be him doing for Spider-Man what he did for Superman, and it it just. Man, it didn't work. It really didn't work. It's, which it was should too have. bad. All the elements were there. Yeah, it should have. And then, but then you realize what he was doing with it was that the he was taking it back to a place that the character had evolved past. So it didn't make any sense to do. Whereas with Superman, he was reinventing him for the modern age. So that was the difference. It's always a problem though when the, when they try to take characters, you know, to that point where. You know, the time has passed, and it's kind of like, oh... You know, and I almost feel the same way in Spider-Man with um, with Joe Straczynski when, you know, with that horrible uh, uh, One More Day, was it, storyline? That yeah. was... Yeah, that was the one. Yeah. yeah but it's, big, it, it's also strange to not me... Not a fan that of that it, stuff, either. I'm looking at my collectible wall. I, I own very little Spider-Man merchandise. And I think that's one of why he's one of my favorites is he's a buddy. He's like, Mo, I love you. Brett, I love you. But, you know, I don't need a lot of photographs of you guys around. Really don't care. It's the characters like the demon. And, uh, hell, I'm looking at a little statue of Lobo. I don't know why the hell I like that, but I have one. <laughs> um, yeah, th there's just a familiarity with Spider-Man. Yeah. That he he's base core and it doesn't hurt that that i watched the cartoon show like every day at lunch hour for years and years and years as a kid oh yeah i mean it it makes a difference because it's it's just something that you connect to yeah i mean spider-man for me was I mean, it still is i mean that's my favorite marvel character you know i mean when i was when i was growing up but Spider-Man was my favorite Marvel character, and Power Man and Iron Fist was my favorite Marvel book, which actually at the time would have made them my favorite character and my favorite book, not just Marvel. Uh, like, 
no question. Like, I, the, 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 that Spider-Man is, I think you, I love that, what you said about that. He's your buddy. So you don't feel the need to, like, you're f- so familiar with him that he's, he's just, he's, you can't imagine your life without him. So you don't bother to worry about not having him around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Almost. It's, it's amazing. And, uh, at Batman, I have tons of collectibles, but he, he's like a, something to aspire to. He's, he's a God worship character. Like he's what I wish I could be. Spider-Man's my buddy. So I think that's what, I think that's why I keep returning to him. So I have a question then for you, Chris. So based on Spider-Man and Batman in that regard, so the who's got the better books then? Are the Batman's books better or are Spider-Man's books better when they're when they're the best? When they're the best. Yeah, like like the best Spider-Man versus the best Batman. Oh. So basically what you're asking me is like basically, Dark is... Knight Year One versus Craven's Last Hunt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god! Well, not just oh. specifically that, but just the the very. I think I think there's more great uh, Batman ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be my. I would probably go there. Like, even though I don't know that it's better, but I think there's more of them. I think I will go with, uh, yeah. <laughs> There are so many great Batman stories, and there's not that many great Spider-Man stories. I think he's more of a complex character. So I, I think I'll go with Spider-Man. That is that is but, or, or the, Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. Okay, huh. interesting. Um, yeah, no, it's it, it's it's a hard choice though. So, wow, I might have to think that they I. I might change my my answer next week. <laughs> I figured that you know it seemed a good question to ask. <laughs> oh, right. I mean it's 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 the whole the problem is Brett it's a whole freaking podcast all by itself. Yeah. Oh, oh absolutely <laughs> it is. Yes. I mean I wouldn't ex I wouldn't expect to uh, to really dive deep into that story at this point. <laughs> Not today. No. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously for me it is, as I say, Captain Marvel is. I knew him growing up. Now he's just Shazam. Uh, but yeah, that character is. And you know what? It's 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 not the same thing though. It's not that I didn't fall in love with that character when I was young. Like I think I probably was like ten or eleven when I first read my first Captain Marvel Shazam story. Would have been, I think, a DC Comics Presents or whatever when they used to do this team up with Superman and Superman ended up on her. Earth and 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 at least that Superman was nowhere near as strong and powerful as Captain Marvel, the world's mightiest mortal, and that appealed to me. We saw his his origin and and uh, and I I read you know used to do the, they used to do the uh, the world's finest. It was a dollar book, and it would have you know Superman, Batman team up story in the front, and then it would have like six to eight backup stories, just all these characters that introduced me to all these characters in DC. And, 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 you know, he was one of them. And I just loved his, his, his suit and stuff like that. And just, you know, his powers and his origin, I thought was super cool. I still think his origin is one of the best ever. His Pardon big, red, his big red cheesiness. Yeah. Well, you know what? In that, in that era, he wasn't really so much the big red cheesiness kind of in that mid eighties character era when they, you know, Roy Thomas relaunched him and stuff like that. There wasn't actually a lot of cheese on it. Actually not the way we know him. 
uh, kind of now, but I don't, I didn't really fall in love with him till probably about 20, like at the, at the level where he's my favorite. And it was, and, and this is kind of speaks probably just to me. Like I'm always somebody who likes the, the smaller characters or the characters that got screwed and the, or the characters that are underdogs. And, and, and it, it's partially the Ordway power Shazam graphic novels is one of the best things I've ever read. It's and the awesome. origin is presented so beautifully, and the art is so beautiful, and, and the, I, it just blew me. It was like the, the, the it's so iconic the the origin, the way it's told, and it just really resonated with me. But also knowing the learning more about the history of the character, how the character was outselling Superman and DC Comics suited and got it shut down, and and really a court case that is complete bullshit. And it's like the real character. If he was real, got screwed too. Not to, he's the underdog. Like the the character's whole history is an underdog. Like if DC doesn't win this BS court case that they never should have won, and that they wouldn't win now, to shut down the character, how is comics different? Is Superman the one that goes away because Captain Marvel had eclipsed him in popularity? There's so much to kind of unpack, and and that character, and 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 Superman, and probably not. I mean, he probably was a fad, and I think he was probably already coming down, but. But he was, they were scaring him. And then, you know, because his character came out and was the idea of being a kid and, and becoming this super powerful character that, I mean, was so appealing, you know, and it's more appealing than being an alien, you know? So, like, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, the, he, he resonated early, but it's the, the Power Shazam graphic novel and then hearing about the character's history and, and how the character, almost went away and and the, the the court case and all the behind the scenes stuff that's what really made the character appeal to me and and you know so it's different it, it's different than any other character in that way well you, you know what he means to me it's time away t- time to put away the cartoons and uh, go because that live action freaking series as a kid meant it was the end of the cartoons on saturday morning <laughs> that's funny well even the even the even the um, the serial they did the Captain Marvel serial was so much better than like the Superman serial and and stuff like that at the time and was more popular and again the character got screwed so it went away, but I mean it was the you know these groundbreaking special effects for flying and everything and and uh, yeah like well anyway so that so that's Captain Marvel and that's my love of Captain Marvel which I've never really explained I don't think I've even explained it to you guys that way before so I, and and Brett I'm gonna tell you. You went with Sandman, you know, Golden Age Sandman, which of course you should have. I mean, you, you've got pictures in your in your you know your little man cave there, full of different artists who've done different versions. But I always thought you loved the suit, but I always thought the character you loved was Vigilante. I do love that character a lot. You know, I I think the reason why is because I started to read those issues again, and that's and that's a uh, Copperberg for the most part, the DC Vigilante series that lasted 50 issues. Um, and the thing, yes, I love the character. I love the look. I love the striking element of it. But I went back and I and I started to read them. And to be honest with you, I really struggled because I found that they were so kind of overwritten. They just kind of got a little bit too much. And so I really only made it like 17 issues in before it was just kind of like, oh, I'm just going to read something else. And and that, like, I actually will probably say that issue 50 may be the greatest 
it's it's probably it's to me it's like the mash of comic book wrap-ups like it's so good it wraps that story up perfectly it's just wonderful but getting there i was just having trouble and i know there's some great like alan moore issues in the in there there's a couple issues that he wrote but uh so you know it's interesting but i want to go back and and give that a try and just kind of power through but yeah i struggled a little more with it uh, upon rereading really that's amazing actually how about you chris is there any that that were your favorite that now are like you, you wish you could still say they're your favorite but they just they've dropped off that way Swamp Thing. I absolutely adored the Swamp Thing uh, when Alan Moore was writing it. And I always professed to love it. I went back and read the... uh, Oh, uh, I'm I'm blanking on the creators of the Swamp Thing. Len Wein and... Len Wein. Wrightson. uh, Wrightson. who, Who, unfortunately, has announced his retirement from comics. That's a sad thing. I wonder, does that mean, uh, or am I thinking of something else? That Frankenstein uh, book was it? Was I that him? I think that was him, and I think only three issues ever got done. Yeah, like most, <laughs> like the most be beautiful more? art yeah. ever. <laughs> Is he going to finish that before he retires? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, three he, issues uh, might be all we get. His health is failing, so yeah. uh, I wouldn't press him on it. <laughs> um. But I went went back and read those, and at the time, I think I convinced myself they were better than they were. Um, and since then, I have continually jumped back in and tried to catch up the the different series that I didn't collect. Some by wonderful writers, and I've I've I never sustain the Swamp Thing. And I, other than that Alan Moore run, I think that was just a good great book, but. The character, which I thought resonated with me, I don't think it was the character. I think it was just the writing. Just Alan Moore, and the and that yeah. Alan Moore yeah. run is just so amazing. Like it's it's, and and maybe that's the problem, when you have a run that is just so transcendent in its in that regard. Like it's just so good, and so, you know, well paced, proper, like so true to that character. Everything else can't measure up and maybe that's kind of what you're what you're experiencing is that you always just want to keep reading the alan moore run (laughs) yeah no i think that's 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 actually an interesting idea is getting confused the idea of getting confused a great comic book with a great with the character that's great and not you know i mean I, i think that could easily happen um hell maybe that's what happened with me captain captain marvel shazam well, I mean that's that's the way it is with with well nigh anything though. I mean, in a yeah. lot of cases, especially when you are looking at your favorite character being a smaller character. And I think to all of us to that degree have that element where we just kind of feel like it's just like, yeah, we're rooting for the small guys. You know, we're we're not like like who's my favorite character? Well, you know, it's got to be Superman, you know. <laughs> As a general rule, that's not No, I mean, and I love I love Superman, but yeah, you're right. I mean, like it's we were supposed to have Paris Collins on today, and uh, unfortunately, we kind of got our wires crossed, and we hope we reschedule him. But co-created Blue Devil, and it's like I love Blue Devil, but why do I love Blue Devil? I don't know because when I read the very first issue, the very first issue was one of the best things I ever read at the age of 
12 or 13 or wherever I was at the time. And that memory of what comic books can be and how much I enjoy them is what I remember. And I associate it with that character. It's not that necessarily that character is so great. It's that I associate that feeling of how much I love comics with that character because I loved that comic when I read it. Yeah, I you mean, know, I so, can say the same thing about like Captain Carrot and his amazing zoo crew. Yeah, I loved it. But that but was a, I, I like man. reading that book, man. Well, well and it's I, and I've, I've read it still, within this last couple of weeks. So. I still think it holds up overall. But yes, it, it it is. But but that's one of those series that I absolutely hearken back to in that in that regard. Uh, Power Man and Iron Fist, as mentioned before, is a favorite. Why is it I love Power Man and Iron Fist? I'll tell you what it is. It's the brotherhood. The brotherhood between those characters that just, that appealed to me. Just that, that friendship that I would do anything for my friends. I would die for them. I would, I would, my, my friends are like my brothers, you know, that's just like the, that, that's what that book means to me. And maybe that's not what the book is. And maybe that's not what it means to other people, but that's what it means to me. And that's what makes Power Man and Iron Fist like my favorite, if I was to say my favorite team, and usually I would think of teams as being a larger group, but if, I, but it's only two, but still, that's my favorite team for that reason. No, and that, and that's totally fair. I mean, you know, because that's that it is a it, it's a hard thing, like to create a team book where the interaction is just so organic and natural and exactly what you want the characters to be like. What are now, you, what's your favorite team then, Brett? Would it be, I mean, I'm guessing, once again, if I'm going to make a guess for you, I'm sorry, Chris, I know you're going to say something, but I'm just uh, along this line. Um, I mean, G.I. Joe would be your favorite team, right? Or do you not, or do you not qualify that because of what it is? And, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because that is, you know, as a team, I guess you're right. That I never really thought of it. When I think of team, I, I do think of superhero team, but you're right, G.I. Joe is probably is a team. I mean, the, many of the same characters were in, you know, so many of those 155 early issues plus all the, you know, the current new ones. So, yeah, I mean, I guess by that token, you're right. G.I. Joe might be my favorite team. As far as superhero teams go, I think that I would probably have to go with the Avengers, because I think I've liked a lot more of the various incarnations uh, overall. Like, you know, the fanta- like it's funny. Teams, teams are very funny because teams have moments where, where they're written so perfectly and you just want those moments. And for, for that moment, that team is my favorite. Like, there's probably, like, three moments that I can call up where it's just, like, the Fantastic Four is my favorite team. There's probably, like four or five moments that I can call up that the Avengers are my favorite team. You know, there'd be a couple of moments where the Justice League's my favorite team. So, you know, just when when their stories are tight and on, then they're my favorite team. I know if you're talking superhero teams and you're looking at larger for me than, than Power Man and Iron Fist, I would say Justice League. And I guess it's because if, if the world was about to die, if there was some crisis and some aliens were coming down or the moon was crashing into Earth or something crazy was going to happen and I had to call on one team that I thought would save the whole, whole planet, that course JLA team is that team for me. And that's probably why they'd be my favorite. But what about you, Chris? What's your favorite team? Well, I hate to tell you this. You guys are wrong. The best team ever is the West Coast Defenders. Period. Done. The Wackos. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> no, perfect team dynamic. 
They play baseball against the East Coast team every year. That's a team. And I love I love those. Like, see, the, I can also suggest that there is a well, Captain Karen and his amazing zoo crew certainly counts too. <laughs> that, while we're at right. it, that's right. You know, I mean, you, you know what? I they, they don't count because I mean they lose a member uh, between the first and second series, and they don't really even re- really address it all that much. I don't get any friendship from them. It's it's just a basic team. There's I mean, you gotta love them because they got pig iron. And Yankee Poodle, but as a team, I don't, I, I don't know. Great characters I, there, a lot okay. of fun, but we, we're, we're, we're definitely strongly disagreeing. And once again, we're going to get sidetracked. And gonna, I'm go. sorry, I can't forget that uh, that you know various incarnations of the X Men have been right up there. So it's very hard to uh, hard to to bypass you, that. You know what I liked the X Men the most was when it was. X Force, and it was the original characters back. That just felt organic to me. It's like, okay, now the real X Men team is back, and they're doing their own. Um, or X was that X Factor? That was X Factor. X Factor, yeah, that's right. Yeah, not X right, or, yeah, right around that, that X Factor. I agree. Like right around that period, like there, there is that period where Claremont and and Byrne and you know then leading into the X Factor and stuff like that. You know, it was, was probably Louis Simonson. I thought that was Louis Simonson. Yeah, no, that, that, that was. was. And I immediately started trying to fit P, uh, Power Pack into the conversation because I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that was a freaking choice. And Power Pack is is totally worth it. Oh, See, like, Power Pack is a favorite of mine for sure. And again, Power Pack's not one that I liked as a kid, even though a friend of mine was reading it and I would read it afterwards, but I didn't really groove to it. I didn't appreciate it till I got to be an adult and read. Be- when when yeah. I, I understood it better, and even though because as a kid, I, I don't know, I almost felt like it was talking down to me. Now I realize, no, it was capturing me. It was probably too close to home. Yeah. That's and, fair. And I don't know. For me, Power Pack does fall in that same realm as Spider-Man. Is I relate to the characters. They're real, more more like real people to me. Very much so. Than storybook characters. I just love them. And I, it boggles my mind that Marvel doesn't use these characters. Well, I mean, they they do here and there, but but it's certainly not the same. Not the same as having an actual Power Pack series. Yeah. <laughs> And two other two other characters, or three other characters, I'm going to say, that that are among my favorite characters, if we're, and for different again different things, it's like if comics, if you just want an escape, you just want to feel good, grew as a comedy character, made me feel good and gave me some morality plays in it, and Asterix and Obelix. Oh, absolutely, Asterix, you know, great, great characters, great just, comics. You know, these things were things where it's like they they were simple to get into and read, gave me a great escape. But but reading these books helped actually develop my reading ability and my ability to write and speak and all because I was reading a lot because and it was books like that that are like almost as gateway, you know, Archie for some people and that type of thing is like, uh, you know, shouldn't be discounted. Oh no! I mean, we all have those moments. I mean, I had so many Richie Rich digests when I was a kid. I used to go to the public library and get all the Asterix books, you know, because yep. it they were great. And Tintin too. Tin, though, though I love Asterix more, but got Tintin too. Yeah. The, the funny thing was, I didn't read Tintin as a kid. I I only started Tintin as an adult. And yeah, I love Tintin now. Um, 
you know so but it's intriguing the those books that are that are definitely comics but they're not quite comics as we know them or as we think about them especially as a kid you know and and that being said like for me you know I won't, like I can go off the reservation a little bit because I know that that as I was growing up and collecting it was just that start of the black and white comic the funny animal boom and so yeah. I can say, like, you know, I love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I thought those characters were great in those early Eastman Laird years. But there was some other characters that, that oddly enough, like, I latched onto that, you know, I'm sure history looks back on, you know, certainly not with reverence, but, <laughs> you know, because, I mean, I love the... Uh, I love the hamsters, you know, like Clint the Hamster yep. Triumphant. I thought that was a great... Um, the, As a series, I actually think the radioactive black belt hamsters yeah. was a better comic book by book. Yeah, than yeah. the the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The turtles became something else entirely um, with multimedia and like that. And I understand their place in pop culture, but if you're just looking at a comic book, hamsters are the way to go. It's too bad they're not really all that. They're, I think Comic Jungle has one black belt hamster book, and it's a revival. Yeah, yeah, I think, and, and, I think so. And honestly, without those books, I don't think I ever would have gotten my Captain Carrot. No, I, I mean, that's totally fair. Like, because I, I mean, I had all of them, like the Gangrene Jiu-Jitsu Gerbils. You know, there was Samurai Penguin. Yeah. I mean, there was so many of those things. Now, that's... Marvel announced and... the pack, uh, Pink Pachyderms. Um, does anyone ever remember if that ever came out? It was like an imp... Uh, epic imprint i searched that for that sucker for years and of course this is before the internet oh i don't remember i, I don't know no i don't there were so but many you know what I, I, that. if we're talking about though these things like i can't you know not say from the age of about 11 to 14 mad magazine for me was a big thing too which is a different style of thing but still no doubt i mean it's it's comics but a different a completely different style of thing but it it developed my appreciation for different styles of arts and different types of humor and just but yeah especially probably that humor i mean it's like an influence on what i find funny to this day mad magazine might be the, the biggest influence yeah i actually at the when i was in my early teens uh, somebody gave me like a bunch of cracked magazines from like the 70s and and i mean those were quite risque but but also really funny so like i mean i tended towards cracked because of that like i found that they were just a little bit you know quicker and a little bit you know more zingy than mad was but um but absolutely like oh I, they were great a, too but they were not as good as mad i mean the quality was absolutely not the same make no doubt but but you know, like for a, for my humor perspective, I I always you know kind of preferred the cracked at the time. But you know, those kind of things, yeah, absolutely, they were different. And Lord knows, we did try to read them. You know, <laughs> like when you see the Star Wars special in in Mad or something, or or like the movie that that you love, and it's just like, oh, I've gotta I've gotta see the Raiders of the Lost Ark, Mad. You know, <laughs> like absolutely, you were on that. Well, and you know what? I can tell you the very first, the very first thing that like clicked to me that like I know this, I know what they're parodying, 
thing. I understand what parody is now. It was a Mad Magazine doing MASH. It was like, I, I get this. Like It, it was right. like a, a light bulb moment for me. Right? So it's like, like I know this team crazy thing. Chris, is, is there anything that you would think that like influenced you that was kind of a humor or non-superhero thing like that? Um, actually, I, I, I'll tell you this little story about Mad. Um, and it's it's the reason I never got into the Mad until I knew you guys, really, to tell you the truth. Um, I loved the old Batman 66 show on television. Uh, in reruns, of course. I'm not that old. <laughs> Now, as a kid, I remember playing with my Mego Batman, watching the uh, the uh, TV series, and being pissed off that I didn't have any comics with Batman in them. Um, the only comics I had at that age were stuff my dad brought home from work, people stuff that uh, that people had left on airplanes and like that. And I didn't have any Batman, with one exception. And it was a Mad Magazine that my mom kept. It was kept away from my comics because that was an appropriate reading material. And it had a Batty Man parody in it. And they so every once in a while, when I got after the show was off there and I couldn't watch it, I'd run and and find this comic book and try reading this batty man and being, I, I remember getting so frustrated that I didn't get the humor in it. They were making fun of something I loved and I carry, I carried that prejudice for quite a while, like subconsciously. So yeah. Um, I, yeah, Mad, uh, yeah, I to this day intellectually, I I love it. Um, some great talent, but I don't think it'll ever fill that place in my heart that I know it does. You guys, I'm I'm sure there's more comedy characters that out there, but I can't think of any more that I love though. Yeah, it's tr it's true. I mean, that, well, because they're not really part of what we we typically read or typically jump out on. I mean, I'm sure that, yeah, I'm sure somebody could remind me of something and it'd be like, oh, how could I forget that? But <laughs> Now, here's a little question. I can't believe I, I'm just trying to digest that Chris's, Chris's problem is that he feels like he's being made fun of for loving comic books by Mad Magazine. I'm like, <laughs> this is really just kind of like this surreal thing to me. I'm like, like I get yeah, it, I, but I, I, get I, it I think I was five. So, yeah. Well, that's the thing. That was one of the things about uh, Mad that was risque. I remember getting like the the nineteen eighty four, the first issue, the one that came out in nineteen eighty four, and on it, Alfred E. Newman is it's he's he's uh he's written instead of writing his name in the snow, he wrote the year in the snow uh, when he he went to the washroom. You know, he pissed in the snow, and it was said nineteen eighty four. And looking at the cover, my mother giving it to me. She brought it home for me, and I'm looking at it and looking at her, going, "You know what this is, right?" And she's like, "No," I'm like that's excellent. Like that was part of the deal. Like you don't know what this is, and I did, and I'm like, "I can't believe she's giving me this. This is fantastic." Um, how about favorite female characters, guys? I, 
Actually, can I throw one out quick? Because I'm curious sure. about this one for you guys. Do you guys love a character that has never been in a good book? Probably. Because I love... There's a couple characters. I'll, I'll throw throw one of them out for you. I love Terror. Marvel Comics Terror. He's a zombie character. He's a, had a couple shots at a book. I he, Terror he, Inc.? Terror Inc., yes. Yep. Yeah, because he's the green guy with the like the weird... The weird, like, three-pronged offshoot off of his head and, like, yep. the hat and the, the eyes that are both different sizes. He's yeah. had a couple shots of books. Right now, he's starring with, with Deadpool and Mercs for Money. I love this character, but I can honestly say every book with terror even in it, I don't care if he's in shadow sw- uh, silhouetted on the last page. If he's in that book, it's a terrible book. <laughs> There, there is no recommending any book he's ever been associated with, but I love him. Uh, same thing with Stingray. Um, I always wanted that character, Marvel character. I mean, he he had a brief run with the Avengers. They're not great. He's terrible in them, but and he's a stupid character. But something when I first saw him went, yeah, a water character with wings, and he has an arrow on his face. I do no like eyes. the look, too. He's got a good look. <laughs> um, that I, I, I think I own every Stingray appearance, yet I can't say there's anything genius about him. <laughs> so, are you, uh, nobody said Thunderstrike yet, right? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, you, you like Thunderstrike? No. Can't we just say both Aquaman and Namor and move on? Well, I don't like Aquaman. And Namor had a, had a good series for, I think, like, what, 10 issues, maybe? <laughs> I don't think he did. I think we think he did. <laughs> Perhaps. I don't know. Like, I, I, yeah. Maybe. It's like Martian Manhunter. I mean, he's been in good Justice League stories, but I, I can't think. Uh, Spectre's another one. It's like, he's never been able to sustain a series, but I love them. Does that mean they're not good? I think they're good. Um, Some of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is it is true, though, right? Because, yeah. like, in the case of Spectre, I mean, there's that great. Um, there's that great work that was reprinted in Wrath of the Spectre. Mandrake, Ostrander. Well, and the Mandrake and Ostrander stuff after. Oh, you're thinking a different one. Yeah, yeah well, because okay. yeah. the, the Wrath of Spectre was reprints of some of the early work, but it's it's amazing. Like, it's it's really good. It's and, the, you know, like, yeah. the Mandrake and Ostrander. And Ostrander I, and I think yeah, it's the good. The of Destiny and that stuff's great. Yeah, yeah I thought. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to go back and reread a lot of the Spectre because, you know, to be honest, I, it's been a long time. Their art was so great on that run. Oh yeah, well, Mandrake fit perfectly to that that style, right? So, yeah, Mandrake, I think, is a really Mandrake's underrated, and you know, I mean, uh, again, like Hawkman is another one which just can't sustain a series, but there's definitely, I definitely like Hawkman. There's been stuff that I've liked. Oh yeah, really? I always thought that was the problem um, with Hawkman. Actually, is he had a good look, but he had no character whatsoever. 
thus the like nine incarnations. It's true, but I mean, Hawk World is so <laughs> good that it that it brings everything up. Once again, exactly. He, exactly. he's the most boring thing in Hawk World. Hawk yeah, it's cool because of Hawk World. That's why they call it Hawk World, not Hawk Man. <laughs> in Hawk World. Ah, uh, yes, but I mean, it's still. I don't think we have a single terror ink though in us. From what I can tell here. <laughs> I, yeah, no, it's it's just so weird that I, I mean, right right now because they were on sale, I picked up these and went, "Oh man, I love this guy." Wait a minute, I have never read a good comic, and I own a ton. <laughs> I love Judge Dredd, and I can't really think of a lot that I've read that 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 I love from him. But then again, I probably haven't read as much as I I should have. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. Motormouth, nothing good for that. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, a lot of that stuff, right? <laughs> Death's Head, all that Marvel UK stuff. If you, but I'd have to like those characters, which I don't. Nobody does. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, yeah, but Chris, like I say, if, or Brett, a favorite female character. Favorite female character. You know, it. That's that's a tough one for me. Uh, one of the ones that I can say that kind of pops up into my head as a character that I enjoyed, and I'm not really a hundred sure, hundred percent sure why I've enjoyed the character, is from Batman Huntress. Um, I just seem to like that character. Although I can say that a lot of the stuff that's been written with her has not been very good. What about Chuck Dixon when he wrote it? Yeah, I mean it's. Like the, I, 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 I like the pause I, there. Yeah, yeah. I, and it's funny because I just think the character tends to blend. I don't know the way that he actually wrote it. I just assume there's a good chance. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. Just I'm throw sure. it out there. It's probably Brett. Next time I see you in person, and I punch you really hard in the arm, <laughs> this is why. Huntress is a character that needs to go away. Seriously, nothing brings a halt to a Batman story than the freaking Huntress. Interesting. I mean, I, I'm not sure God. that I would, would have suggested the Huntress. Oh, that Catholicism. <laughs> oh, yeah. Heavy-duty mob crap. Just, oh, my God, I hate that. Something uh, something about her, I think that's it. I think you just nailed it, Chris. It's, it's that she feels like a, a poor man's, or in this case, woman's, version of of Daredevil as a female over in in, in the Batverse. Like uh, well, yeah, she's just an anchor in any Batman story. <laughs> See the and the thing is, I think right, she's is got that, a super cool look. And remember yeah. she started off as a villain, and as a villain she was pretty cool. I just this is something that I remember from being younger, and it was probably based on the look. I mean there are other female characters that that are that are infinitely superior characters. I mean, like Neil Gaiman's death, that's a female character, infinitely superior. Um you know, there's there's uh you know, Greg Rucka's Lazarus. I mean, what a great character. Um you know, so it's just there's other characters, but you know, like it's when I think of just a, a random female character, Huntress was oddly enough the first to pop out of my head. Oh, interesting. What's the first? What about you, Chris? What pops out of your head? Black cat. Black cat. Black cat. Now, a lot of, black cat. A lot. Well, of I guess if you like Spider Man. Yeah. No, but a lot of people just assume that she is a Catwoman clone, and I mean, an argument could be made. But well, she started off as a Catwoman clone. 
Yes. Um, but when she entered the Spider-Man out. universe, she gave Peter Parker freedom for from a lot of stuff. It was a breath of fresh air for the series. Um, she she's more sexually free than any comic book character I think at the time. Um, her powers were unique and took a lot a lot of figuring out how like how does bat uh, bad luck power factor into anything. Um, she wasn't subservient to the male protagonist in the series. She I didn't think have she, powers she, when she first debuted. She didn't have powers for years. Um, I, I, I mean, we, we, we aren't talking about one particular run. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, that I, I find her interesting character. And to this day, I love when the black cat shows up. Even more when Catwoman shows, and I love Catman, uh, woman as well. But if I was, if I could only have one in either Batman or uh, Spider-Man, I think uh, the Black Cat is a more interesting character, and I love her. You know what? I'll, I'll say this: she, she's she did. When you say she freshened up Spider-Man, that's true. I mean, because because I mean, I hated Spider-Man dating her because she was such a selfish little bitch. <laughs> but that actually is kind of a freshening up for Spider-Man to be with this woman who's so different than, you know, what he's, well, I guess Mary Jane was kind of selfish at times too, but in a different way, like, like, yeah, I mean, Black Cat was, uh, I mean, Black Cat not wanting him to ever be Peter Parker, just wanting, being, not liking Peter Parker, but just following with, with just, Spider-Man. Just up know, to that point. Just all that stuff. Peter I think that was is, always is, being is pulled away from the Spider-Man and he was trying to walk in two worlds and this new idea of that, why be Peter Parker at all? Yeah. Um, I found that interesting. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think uh, what she did, I, I think, you, is is interesting. I don't know if I like the character as much, but when you point out what she kind of did for the world, yeah, yeah, it was interesting. You know, ultimately, I'm glad they didn't end up together because you know I was waiting for them to break up, but but uh, that also worked. Um, yeah, no, that's interesting. That's not a bad. That's not a bad choice if you go it that way. I mean, my favorite. If I'm going to my favorite female character, it's uh, totally different. I'm going to go Bone. I love Rose, Grandma Rose. Mm, that's my yep. favorite character. Like my favorite female character. Like you read her the the with the Charles Vess, uh, you know, uh, graphic novel, and and you get her background and beautiful characters and young, and then you know she's older and she's racing the cows, just like. <laughs> Um, oh, you know, I love that. Mo, you may want to hang up the phone. I think me and Brett are going to have a Strangers in Paradise heart to heart for the next oh, hour or so. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh... Oh, there you go. Now we've opened up oh. the doors. Catch you. Oh, catch you in Francine. Hell, David is one of my favorite female characters, and he's not a female. <laughs> oh. That's, I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm just going to have a little cry just thinking about <laughs> Oh. Love Strangers in Paradise. Uh, crap, yeah. And also stalking Terry Moore. <laughs> oh, what could be better? <laughs> uh, that's funny. So, we haven't done villains. We would be remiss no, if... No, we'd be remiss if we done. I, I will say, if I'm going to go superhero females, by the way, I, I would say Jean Grey. Yeah, I just think... That, that, that is like, fair. She, was, yeah. She's awesome. Very, very well fleshed out character over the years. The emotional core, the 
you know, in a lot of ways. And I always liked Cyclops too, so I like that that whole relationship thing. That yeah, but had. she can't commit. Well, she can't even commit to death. How many times has she died? <laughs> it's true, but yeah, I've always uh, Jean Grey for me. Um, okay, right? Yeah, like you say, villains, villains. I mean, I think I'm out there having thrown out Thanos as my favorite villain multiple times. You know, um, like he's yeah. I mean, that, that's the easiest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it's the I it's, love. He might be the character I love the most. Yeah, I mean, when you do talk about villains, like it's it's difficult because like it's so easy to go to the to the top ones. I mean, you've got on DC. I mean, you've got Joker, you've got Darkseid, and it's just like, and then you go to Marvel, and you've got like Doctor Doom, and you've got Thanos and stuff like that because it is the big villains. And and I think ultimately, you know, for me, it is the simple one in this case. I do go for Doctor Doom because there's so many layers to the character and because they've done so much different stuff with him. You know, also Magneto is fantastic in that regard as well. Yep, yep, exactly. I'll point to Doom 2099. I mean, it started out so well. I mean, it, it like, all of 2099 ended like shit, but, uh... But, you know, end up the, being, being to, uh, not being Doom in that? I can't even remember. It's been so long since I've read it. I thought he ended up not actually even being Doom. Or maybe uh, I don't no, know. I'm pretty sure he was Doom in, in that. Uh, it's been a while since I read it too, so if, uh, so I can't be quoted completely. But I know uh, that was part. Is he or isn't he actually Doom? Yes, yes. Time, yep. a big part of the the series. But it was great. There was some great stuff in that. Yeah, and and so I think I think I think it is oddly enough it is twenty Doom twenty ninety nine that kind of sets that character apart from me and makes him my favorite villain. Um, I, I have to agree with you there. Um, with, with I was talking to the looking. Oh, yeah. I mean, what a great... looks cool. He works. But when... It, if I... Well, I, of course, I do have limited money when buying comic books. But when I uh, am in front of a rack and I'm looking at comic books and I'm sort of going back and forth between one and dooms in one and a random villain like arcade or somebody I haven't seen in a while is there. Um, I, I'll go with the rotational cast every time rather than a familiar villain villain. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I don't think I have a favorite villain. I, I can't think of a villain that I, I'd buy a book for. Well, and that's the thing though, is that, a lot of these villains, like when Brett's talking about a Doom, like he had his own series. He had Doom twenty ninety nine. I mean, Thanos. When I, I think, I think Thanos Quest that might be the best book Marvel's ever published, and they published a lot of great comic books over the years. But I think that miniseries might be the best thing they ever done. And it's like, and it's it's focusing on the villain, and it's like the villain is the hero in his story, and he's he's definitely like that's what I love about Thanos. He's definitely evil, but he's not like it's not just I'm not he's not just evil. There's so many layers to him again. There's so much. So he's so complex that that only two people have ever written him right. I mean, Starlin obviously, and, and Ron Mars to a degree, as far as I'm concerned. Like, because he's so like he's he's the most evil character that's not always evil. Only 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 when it serves his purpose to be evil. And sometimes it doesn't serve his purpose, and and he's just so smart, and just you know, 
almost sympathetic. Like, like, yeah. So when you have these characters that uh, that are villains that can carry their own book in a way, uh, that to me makes that's when they go to the next level. And that's what makes you know, like, why they're definitely why they, you know, why when we talk about like villains, we're talking about the same four or five villains pretty much all the time because it's just yeah, like, yeah, Doom, Magneto, are... and Luther, and. Yeah, Joker, and there's, there's, yeah. Now I, I buy everything with Terax in it because I love Terax, but is I, I wouldn't even call call him a good villain. I mean, no, he's a terrible villain. He, he's he's a he has a cool look to him, and I Let's enjoy the hell out of him. Chris, what character, if he was removed from whatever universe, do you think would? most make you go, oh, I don't want to read their books anymore if I'm never going to see that character again. What character do you think removed from Marvel or DC or whatever do you think would make you say that the whole quality of the entire universe is is damaged because this character, you don't have that character to do whatever you think, you know? Now, you're just talking villains right now, right? Yeah, just villains. I, you know, get you yeah, back. actually, probably the Joker. He's so yeah. ingrained in in Gotham that. Hmm. In this Can case, you I imagine might... if they were if that was it. Go ahead, Brett. Oh, I was going to say I might say Thanos. You know, because because so much of Marvel, especially especially right now with the movies, but like so much of Marvel hinges upon the cosmic element and. At, at various points in Marvel's uh, lifespan, and if you remove Thanos from that, there is no cosmic element. And I probably say, if from that perspective, I probably say Luther because it's like at the end of the day, when you need uh, a a character that's like that is the evil character, every villain can go against. You know, in in a big event that that you always know is manipulating the entire planet. To me, that's Lex Luthor in DC. So. So, um, but Thanos, to a degree, it's the same. It's kind of the same thing. And, the you big know, minds work well in that regard. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right. Favorite female characters? Favorite fi- character team ups? Favorite? Now nah, I think we're done. I am going to OUT on the son of. I just want to bring up one thing. You you mentioned a duo. I'm going to bring up a, fa- a favorite duo. I'm going to go with Archer and Armstrong because when they're done well, they're great. Oh, I love them. Well, those first, uh, I mean, the Barry Windsor Smith ones. The, the Barry Windsor and, Smith uh, ones are just they, unbelievable. Yeah, tremendous stuff. Yeah, debuting the character, perfect. Yeah, and of course, then I'll say Archer, or I'll say uh, Quantum and Woody. Screw <laughs> you, Crystal. Say anything. <laughs> yeah, Don't you dare! Don't you dare say anything. <laughs> So I'm in, I'm intrigued later on when we when we start thinking about this how many characters we're going to be like oh, I can't believe I forgot oh yeah there'll probably be a ton I'll that's, go, oh, I mean I mean right now I'm thinking Machine Man and there's no place to put them that's but. true that is true you know that that'll actually yeah. be the uh, that'll that'll be the show title I can't believe I forgot <laughs> all right why don't we wrap it up then. <laughs> maybe it will maybe it will yeah I think that's it uh, so thanks to uh, to everybody for listening uh, you can t- t- certainly tell us at uh, we talk podcast 
that's what you think are your favorite or favorite characters or leave a comment in the show you know, what characters you have or tweet any one of us individually or you can certainly find us and, and we're all we talk you know and uh and um yeah yeah thanks to comicosity or you know show sponsor and posting on their site and we're uh we're uh, happy you're still uh still listening to our ramblings anything else you guys <laughs> want to say 175 issues, episodes, whatever the hell strong. Yeah, well, I don't know about strong. <laughs> we're still alive. Still, yes, we'll see if we make it till next week. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Right. <laughs>